Well, welcome everyone to Imagine Talks podcast, achieving success through social impact, overcoming obstacles. And my name is Francis Kong. And I'm Tammy Tran. For today's episode, we will be introducing Diamond Ripka, who is the host of the Asian Tales podcast. We'll be talking about her personal journey through life and what led her to creating the Asian Tales podcast. So Diamond, can you tell us um, about where you're from? What are some of the key highlights, like highlights that helped shape your life today and your journey through the world? Yeah, absolutely. First off, thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. I really appreciate it. Hello, everyone. My name is Diamond Ripka. I was born in California in a small city called Red Bluff. It's in Northern California the true Northern California. I know when I went to school in San Luis Obispo, everyone thought San Francisco was Northern California, but there is a lot more land above San Francisco. (laughs) So I'm from Red Bluff, California, small town, ended up going down to San Luis Obispo for my bachelor's degree. And then I went off to China for my master's and now I'm living in Australia. So I do enjoy traveling and going around the world. I'm sorry, could you repeat the rest of the question? <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, what are some of the key highlights that helped shape your life today? Oh, yes, yes. So traveling obviously was a big part, as was education. So I grew up in a household where I was allowed to pretty much do anything I wanted as long as I got good grades and did sports and I was very involved with the academic lifestyle. So this actually led me to go on to college into San Luis Obispo, where it's quite progressive down there at Cal Poly, and they really encourage you to do a lot of things, try a lot of new activities. And one of the things that I wanted to try was studying abroad, but I didn't know how to fit it into my schedule at the time. What ended up happening was I just thought about it for four years, and then my senior year, as I'm walking through the hallway, not knowing what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, I actually saw a flyer for the master's program in China, and my dad lived in China at the time working, so I thought, this is a sign from the universe that means I need to go to China, so I went off to China, and I studied over there. And the reason why I really enjoyed living in China was I am half Japanese and growing up, I felt like I didn't get to be involved with the Asian culture as much as I really wanted to. So living in China sort of filled an emptiness that I wanted to experience in my life. However, afterwards, when I came back, I felt kind of shameful at the same time because I thought, man, I just spent three years living in China when I could have spent three years living in Japan and connecting with my own cultural roots. So it was kind of interesting. So I felt this turmoil inside of me that I'd always felt growing up in high school and at Cal Poly and just basically my whole life, I felt this turmoil of, am I really Japanese enough? Am I not? So all of all of these life experiences and combinations coming together sort of led me to where I am now. Um, I did a Asian beauty pageant last year, which was really fun, something new. I've never done a beauty pageant before, and I had never been so involved in the Asian American community. I know Miss Asian Global is a global pageant, but there was a lot of Asian Americans who participated in the pageant, and being involved with them and being I don't want to say forced because it's not forced, but 
But, you know, I, I had to talk with everyone. We had to share stories. And we had to share mm-hmm. life events and things like that. And just being in that environment opened up my eyes to, mm, what's the word I'm thinking of? Just a different perspective on the community mm-hmm. that I didn't know that I could have or that was there in the first place. So, yeah, that sort of shaped who I am today. And this is me now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's actually um a lot and it's amazing (laughs) that you were able to come to the um you know the conclusion that you you went to China you went uh you discovered the culture there and then you've come to reflect upon yourself Mm -hmm. and wanting to better yourself you want to learn more about your culture and just inspiring other people to learn about their culture too and that whole uh uh imposter syndrome type of thing yeah exactly right so I had recently given a talk at Imagine Talks about racial Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome and the premise of my talk was growing up I experienced Japanese culture with my grandparents being babysat there because both my grandparents uh, sorry not both my grandparents my grandparents on my mom's side my grandpa Mm -hmm. and grandma they're full Japanese. So growing up and living a Japanese lifestyle with them seemed very normal, but I lived a very American lifestyle in my immediate family home and school Mm -hmm. and all of that. But as I aged and became a teenager and became into my own person and was starting to develop my own ideologies, I felt like I wasn't Japanese enough. I wanted to be more. I wanted to speak Japanese. I wanted to do the traditions. I wanted this, I wanted that. And yeah, so Imagine Talks, I basically discussed how this led me to develop a a big case of racial imposter syndrome. I was ashamed. I felt like I was not worthy enough to be Japanese because I didn't speak the language. I didn't, I don't know the food. I don't know the culture. I don't know the difference between a yukata and a kimono, (laughs) you know, all of those. So that's what I talked about at Imagine Talks and how that led me to open conversation with other individuals about the same issue. Yeah. And I know you mentioned to us earlier that because of that, that's what led you to create the Asian Tales podcast. Can you tell us more about the podcast and what inspired you to really create the podcast as it is? Yeah, so I was inspired to create the podcast during the beauty pageant that I participated in, Miss Asian Global. And the conversation that inspired me was actually between myself and Olivia Wong, who is Miss Asian Global 2020. Mm-hmm. And we were, we had just arrived early on our rehearsal day or something like that. Not arrived, obviously it wasn't in person, but we got on the Zoom call early and we were just chatting with each other and sharing stories. And one of the stories I shared with her was when I was in high school, I used to tell people that I was way more Japanese than I was, that we spoke Japanese at home. We had special dinners every weekend. We ate with hashi, which are chopsticks. I wore kimonos for all of the wonderful events that we had that were Japanese related. All lies, that none of that was true. We probably did eat a lot more Japanese food than the regular family, or than, than the families in my area, but mainly all lies. And I was sharing this with her and I told her, I was like, I just feel so ashamed doing that. I feel like it is a big lie that's constantly in my face, especially when people ask, oh, what are you? And I say, oh, I'm Japanese. And they go, oh, can you speak the language? Uh-huh. And the first thing 
of this when I was in high school and I'd tell people I could, but it's just, it's a lie. It's just big, like smack in the face lie. And Olivia really connected. And she said on the opposite hand, she went into school telling people that she wasn't Chinese American, that she was, I think she said Portuguese and Filipino. Maybe I, f- I forgot. I forgot which ethnicity she said, but basically that she used to lie because she just didn't want to be connected to it because growing up she had seen stereotypes connected to it. Obviously now she's super proud to be Chinese American and she's great representation, Miss Asian Global, everything. But when we're growing up and we're at that age where we're trying to fit in or make, make ourselves this presence that we want to be, you know, we just connected. And after this conversation, I had this wow moment, this aha moment. I'm not the only one that thinks this. I'm not the only one that thinks this way. Granted, I said I was more and she said she was less, but like I was lying about really how much I was. And so was she. And so this conversation just led me to think and think and think. And I just acted on it. Maybe like two or three weeks later, I announced to everyone in the cohort, I was like, (laughs) I've made a podcast. Anyone who wants to come chat with me, come on. And we're going to do this because I just want this. I think it's so important. I felt so enlightened and had such a weight lifted off my shoulder when she had shared this tale with me. And another, uh, excuse me, another one of the gals, Daisy, she's uh, uh, one of the princesses from Miss Asian Global. Daisy told me that she learned Japanese. She's Chinese. She learned Japanese and I had learned Chinese and I'm Japanese. And so we sort of shared this connection of, gosh, should we have learned our own language, our own like cultural language? And so just sharing all of these conversations with each other, I was feeling these big burdens and weights of identity lifted from my shoulder. And I wanted to do this for other people, younger individuals, individuals my age, older individuals who maybe feel uncomfortable, just anyone. So I created the Asian Tales as a platform and a space for anybody with an Asian background to just share their own unique tales Mm -hmm. and their life journey and experiences and just share them. You don't know who you could touch or connect with and who's going to look towards you as this beacon of, I'm not the only one. And of course, during Imagine Talks, I had to do a lot of research on racial imposter syndrome. And then I realized, oh, this is why I'm feeling so good. I love this. that was the birth of the Asian tales (laughs) that's amazing that's so inspiring and I love how like you just took action right after speaking with Mm -hmm. Olivia and then having all these um other people that you spoke to and could identify with yeah it was really like bim bam boom here's the Asian tales guys So Diamond, one of the, some of the things that you have talked about include a lot of stories from many other people that you've met in uh, the pageant world. What are some of the, your more memorable guests that you've interviewed so far for the Asian Tales podcast? I actually just interviewed a young woman named Sylvia Wakana. She is a Japanese American food blogger. And the reason why she's one of my most memorable guests is because she is half Japanese and she had the life that I used to imagine myself having, which I just found really fascinating. So she grew up in LA 
Her mom spoke Japanese to her so she can speak Japanese. And she used to go to Tokyo every summer. I think she still does. And it was just amazing asking her questions about food, which was a big lie that I used to tell about when I was younger. Culture, we shared stories about anime because I, I, I think that a lot of people don't think that I watch anime. I don't know why you would think that, but I am a huge anime fan. I love anime. I love reading manga, all of that stuff. So we just had a really good conversation. And I think it was really memorable because it was a really lighthearted conversation. There was no negative aspects to it whatsoever. And for me personally, I got to ask a lot of questions that I wanted to know when I was younger. You know, so there was a part that was really fulfilled and really satisfying by speaking with her. And she's so lovely. She's so, so nice. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it just captures a lot of the differences and the variety of experiences, rich experiences Mm -hmm. that Asian Mm -hmm. Americans have. And, uh, you know, through your journey, what are some of the nuances uh, amongst Asians that you've learned, you've experienced Asians in California, Asians in China as a majority culture. And uh, certainly I imagine you've uh, ex- uh, heard of stories from heard stories from Asians in Australia as well. I'm glad you asked me this question because as I had mentioned earlier, I think traveling is really important and played a huge part in my life. And I think speaking with new individuals from other countries, is really important for everyone because everyone's lifestyle is very different. Now, obviously I can only speak to my own experiences. No, I can't speak for anyone else who's met other people. So from my own experiences, the individuals that I've met, of all the Asian individuals I've met, the ones in China were most intriguing to me because of the Chinese culture. I live in Australia now, and Australia has a Western culture very similar to the US. So the Asians that I meet here really doesn't feel any different than the Asians in, in, the, in the US. But when I went to China, there was a bunch of aspects of curiosity that I think you don't meet with other Asians in the US or in America because they want to know what I experience in Western culture, and I want to know what they experience in Eastern culture. I want to know what the real authentic Asian life is. But really, it's for them, they were like, it's not exciting. This is how we live every single day, you know? And they wanted to know about me. They're like, oh, you're Asian American. What do you do there? Do you speak the language? Do you eat traditional food? And I'm like, not at all. (laughs) Not one bit. But that's why I love meeting you guys. And when I went to Australia, it's It's interesting in Australia because my partner is Taiwanese Chinese and his grandmother is from Taiwan. So there's a lot of cultural aspect. For example, we just had Chinese New Year dinner with her and the family here. So I feel a lot more involved in traditions with the Asians that I've met here. But I think that's because of my circumstance. I am dating an Asian person. Therefore, I am involved with their Asian lifestyle. For the Asians that I've met outside of my partner and his family, it's very similar to the US, similar to the culture. Depends on your parents. Are they first generation, second generation? Depends on where you went to school. Did you go to a language school growing up? Did you not? Did you just go to Australian school or the US public schools, something like that? So it's very interesting because I think the major differences were between people living 
in Eastern countries versus people living in Western style countries. Those are the two main differences. That really reminds me of uh, some of my friends' experiences in Hawaii, where it's a majority mm -hmm. Asian culture. So technically mm -hmm. it's Asian American, but then they don't mm -hmm. really feel that being Asian is uh, unusual or mm -hmm. unique. It's just a majority mm -hmm. culture. Um, so you've talked a, uh, quite a bit about what it's been like growing up, but also in personal life too, some of the traditions mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you have been partaking with family. Thinking about the workplace, you've worked in a, many different settings. And I imagine that sometimes racial imposter syndrome may creep into the workplace too. Maybe it affects people's performance. Maybe it affects inter, um, uh, interactions between colleagues. So just was wondering in your experience, if racial imposter syndrome plays a role in the workplace, what you've seen in your experience and what mm -hmm. you see, how, how people have addressed it. Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, there are a lot of individuals who can speak on this. I am very, very, very fortunate in my life where I don't experience this imposter syndrome in the workplace at all, nor did I really experience it in school. I did a little bit and I mentioned it in my talk afterwards, but not really, not, not to an extent where I could really enlighten someone about it. I've been very lucky in that race, ethnicity, culture has never come up in my workplace. Whereas all of my jobs have always been around quality of work, worth ethic, worth ethic work ethic, <laughs> and if you know how to do your job or not. So I've been very, very lucky in my workplaces. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people out there who uh, would love to hear these stories and, and so wonderful mm -hmm. that you're sharing them, being authentic mm -hmm. in the Asian Tales podcast, and also sharing other people's too. If you could have a message that the listeners could take away, what kind of messages would you like your listeners to take away after hearing the Asian Tales podcast? This is a great question because I do the same thing on my podcast as well, because all of my, my guests on the show, I want them to give a message to basically a younger version of themselves or a different version of themselves. And I want to know what they want to say as well. So for me, if I could give a message to, let's say, high school me or the person who had those feelings, that regardless of age, you don't have to be a teenager. You could be a young adult, an adult, a child, whoever, someone who's feeling that. I would say it's really important to, one, share these feelings with someone. And two, something that Sylvia Wakana said was to not feel ashamed to ask questions to people if you want to get involved, because oftentimes people who are like me, who were born in the States or, or a Western country and are half an Asian ethnicity, feel like they are not worthy enough of experiencing these cultures, especially if you don't speak the language. Well, I don't speak the language. I don't understand these traditions. I don't understand the food. And it's not true. It's, it's who you are. And we're an interesting category. We don't partake in all of these traditions. However, that is who we are ethnically. We are half. My mom is full Japanese. She's a very adorable little Japanese woman. My grandparents are full Japanese. I used to sit and 
watch her drink tea and cheekily pull up daikon radishes from her garden. And she'd yell at me and go, Nanda, you little monkey. You know, it's just things that you don't realize. It's different. You're, you're your own person. You don't have to fit into a certain category. And if you want to learn more about who your grandparents were, who your mom was, who you could be or who you are, or who you want to be, you can. There's no shame in that. And there's no shame in asking questions at all. And someone who's shaming you for asking asking questions, maybe have a conversation with them. See why they feel that way. I love how you feel so comfortable with who you are and, and how mm-hmm. you are expressing the message to people. Hey, it's fine to be you. It's okay to be mm-hmm. you. Um, so a couple of things I'm thinking about uh, for you in the future, your podcast future and you yourself, uh, any journeys you're looking forward to. The first question is what's next in store with the Asian Tales podcast? Yeah, so for now, it is a very casual podcast. I do not want it to be anything fancy. You don't need to come in. You don't need to dress up for it. I was doing video portions, but then I changed it to audio because I don't want you to care about what you look like and how you're how you're sounding or anything like that. I want you to just have a conversation. Don't worry about it. If you stutter over something, not a big deal. You know, I, it's comfortable. I want you to share your tale. So for now, it's just very casual and calm and kind of like that. But I hope in the future that I could interview more people that talk about their culture, as in, I really want to talk to people who will share myths and legends, or I really want to talk to people who will explain certain food dishes or things like this, because not only is it your personal experience, it's a great opportunity to educate people that want to connect more with their culture. For example, I really want to learn more about Japanese culture. Maybe people of Vietnamese descent want to learn more about Vietnamese culture or Chinese, et cetera, whatever, Korean. You know, so in the future, I really want to bring on more educational topics that maybe some people are still too scared to ask others about. For example, I'm not scared to ask it. What is the difference between a yukata and a kimono? When do I wear which one? Why? I don't know. Is it the material? Is it for seasons? I have no idea. But I would love to talk to someone about that and have them educate me on it. That's absolutely 100% something that I want in the future. Some something for people to learn from. I'm hearing you've conquered three con- continents so far, right? North America, <laughs> Asia, Australia. What other continents do you have in store for you in the future? Well, living wise, I probably won't move anywhere again. It's very difficult. I've also, I'm just going to throw my dog into this podcast because I love him so much. He's yeah. lived with me to all three places. He's lived with me in the States. He's lived with me in China. And he's uh... now lives with me in Australia right now. And <laughs> He's too old to keep traveling. So I I don't think that he'll come with me anywhere else. And I don't think that I'll really live in a new country. However, I do love traveling and I've been to a lot of places, not just China, Australia and the US, but I've been to loads of places. I've gone through Europe. I wouldn't mind going back through Europe, but I really, oh, duh, I haven't been to Japan. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's on my list of places to go. (laughs) Well, hoping that travel opens up certainly in the future. We wanted to end with any messages you want to give to our viewers and listeners, 
Is there anything that you'd like to say, any messages, um, uh, any things that you'd like them to come across, uh, come away with? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the same message, my same personal message that I gave earlier is really don't be afraid to be yourself and don't be afraid to ask questions. I think one of the number one fears that people have that they might not even realize it is they're too scared to ask questions, whether it's a simple question, complex question, a question that they don't even know that they have, but they're trying to form in their head on the fly on the go. It's okay, just ask questions. And I think, I think Imagine Talks is really cool because it invites a bunch of people of different backgrounds to share their tales as well and a message of some sort. And I think that any one of the people you see on Imagine Talks or on the podcast is all really friendly too. And I would encourage you to reach out and ask them questions too if you connect with any of their messages that they have because I would wanna encourage anyone listening to my show to do the same, reach out, ask those questions. If you feel inspired, tell them that, you know, all of, all of the good stuff. Don't be afraid to ask a question. Thank you so, so much for that. Diamond, if people want to get in touch with you or to view your Instagram or other social media, where can they find you? Yeah, I am very active on Instagram at Diamond Ripka, D-I-A-M-O-N-D-R-Y-P-K-A. I answer questions on there all the time, as well as if you ever listen to my podcast and you have questions there or you want to be involved in the bonus mini episodes, which I invite you to go check out. You can always message me on my Instagram through that. If you want to check out the actual podcast, I am streaming it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts anchor podcast there's a lot of places just google the asian tales podcast and you'll find one somewhere (laughs) that's awesome we definitely will check it out thank you so much for being with us diamond yeah thank you so much for having me thank you for joining us for this episode with diamond ripka you can view diamond's talk on youtube by searching for the imagine talks channel To learn more about Imagine Talks, go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks supports this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at E-D-G-E. That's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhacks.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of the Imagine Talks podcast, achieving success, social impact, and overcoming obstacles. See you next episode.